from the cobweb strewn shelves of the video store to the darkest corners of streaming, this is Creature Features. Warning to all listeners, Creature Features does discuss films that portray graphic content that may not be suitable for all ages. Hey out there, we are back again with Creature Feature. I am Seth Tucker, uh, joined once again because we chose a film that she would watch by my lovely co-host and wife, uh, Carolyn Edwards Tucker of Mystic Reflections. Hi. Um, so tonight we are talking about the 1954 black and white science fiction classic, Them. Not only is this one of my favorite movies of all time, it is also my favorite film with a plural pronoun as the name. Uh, there is them and then there is they. Um, and one day we might cover they. Uh, but my co-host is shaking her head no because that film scarred her horribly. But it does have creatures. So, again, just so we can review as this is our second episode. We look at a few things. One, uh, the, the, the creature design. Two, um, did it communicate what was expected? Three, how's it hold up? And then four, we'll talk a little bit about the film itself. So, I will go ahead and turn to my lovely co-host here and go, okay, lovely co-host, this is a film I've made you watch multiple times uh, for, for research purposes. <laughs> Um, in them, as we know, it is, you don't know, we know, we use, we see, excuse me, giant ants. Now, me personally, I enjoyed the ants and I feel like it's good effects I mean, because these are these are giant. This is not claymation. It's not as we saw in Empire of the Ants, where they're they're and as you would see in the beginning of the end, uh, with the giant grasshoppers climbing on the sky because they used to postcard when real grasshoppers. Um, but you see these interacting with people. They are to scale, and they are in a lot of cases puppets, basically operated on the front of pickup trucks. Yeah, they're um, just large rod puppets basically but, um, but what do you think about them honestly for the time i don't think they're bad at all they actually look like ants you know they're not um weird shaping or i'm trying to think of that movie that they said it was like an enlarged um i'm trying to think now like an enlarged grasshopper or something um it's an older film and it doesn't look anything like a grass grasshopper they must have not known what a grasshopper would look like when it got that big no. or it must you know it, it might have been a microscopic thing and not a bug but anyway yeah um, i know i I can't remember. There's the movie, any number so, of films yes, you're discussing, right. but yes. But either way, these actually look like ants. So I think they did a really good job in, you know, building the the creatures to that effect. Now, the way they 
move and, you know, not the design, but definitely the, how the puppets are operated. There, there, there is limited like leg movement. Yes. Like you don't see a lot of actual legs like up and down. You see a lot more like head movement and and the mandibles and the antennas. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so the movement is dated and it's not, uh, you know, super believable, but I mean, who knows, maybe ants would move like that if they were that gigantic. <laughs> well, we, we have the technology now when it comes to like animatronics and stuff like that. Cause you've got to think at the time, uh, I'm pretty sure this predates Godzilla yeah. So any other giant monster that you had seen would have been a um, like a claymation. What kind year of thing. was this? Uh, it was released in 1954. 54. So honestly, for those of you that are that have seen um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, one of my favorite films, um, especially from my childhood, there is an ant in that movie that honestly now it looks a little bit better just because the movie is from the 80s um but honestly it moves the same way it's operated the same way from rods and everything like that Mm -hmm. so it's kind of funny to think about that 30 years later and they were still using the same technique for giant ants because we all know there's a huge call for that in movies giant yeah. ants. well okay. and there 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 were giant ant films made after this like empire of the ants is one uh which was released 60s or 70s and it is it's they just filmed ants on miniatures and had humans interact and then humans would hide and then they would just you know put in the footage of the ants moving around right and this actually is better because you get um the humans actually get to interact with them. You see them fighting them. You see, you see, you, you see, see them shoot them. The, you, you see the bugs attack humans. You actually see them grabbing them and shaking them about and things like that, which mm. for the time was probably terrifying. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it was, I'm, I am not sure if it was the first, but this is definitely one of the, one of the first giant radioactive monster movies. Yeah. Um, and when you think about stuff like the black scorpion, which is just this big bug eyed, weird looking puppet thing, or the giant Gila monster, which is just a regular Gila monster <laughs> that, you know, is, is shot and then, and blown up. Um, yeah. For this to not be stop motion was probably a big gamble for them. Yeah. But and this yeah. was this was the time when like your horror films were becoming more science fiction. Mm. I mean, this is similar age to where you have Creature from the Black Lagoon, the last Universal horror film, which was also like a science is a science fiction film at heart. Yeah. Um, so for them to to take the gamble on the rod puppets, yeah. But you do you see people get grasped in the mandibles and 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 things of that nature, and you see the ants busting into places right. and bursting through things, which I. Th- think helps the film a lot they i think it was smart on their part rather than trying to do the miniatures with just the regular ants or things like that yes which we will cover in night of the leapest when we get to that Mm -hmm. gym um (laughs) 
<laughs> and we will leave that for later episode, friends. But it is it is by far one of our favorites mm-hmm. um, of the uh, giant monster creature feature subtype. Definitely. Um, okay, so I think I think we're both in agreement that it's especially for the time. It's really good. Really, really good yeah. effects. And uh, since it is puppets, you can't really say it doesn't hold up, other than the fact that you know, yeah, the the materials I suppose are a bit dated, but. Again, right. they, they look like big ants, so they did pretty well. I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, we know a little bit more now about like yeah. how I mean, like in the definite, in the public consumption, but that's the thing is this yeah. predates like Discovery Channel, National Geographic Channel, yeah. where you were seeing like these real close up images regularly of right. like insects. Well, so. I mean, it's definitely hokey, but it's that's because it is such an old film, you right? Know, but. And it is in black and white, which confession time carolyn was not a big fan of black and white films i don't even know why um i was just i hated them as a child if it was black and white it was boring and in to the point where i refused to watch the first part open the opening of wizard of oz because i thought it was gonna be boring i didn't see it till later and um so then i just never changed that you know, train of thought as I got older. And so you did have to introduce me to black and white films and I'm, I'm grown up you've, and realized you've, you've that you've come they... around on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So, okay. So we've, we've covered that. So we'll move on to, to question two, how, and, and we did kind of answer it a little bit. So we definitely feel like they conveyed giant ants. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man the, for, for age. Okay. You don't look at it and see anything else. Oh. It looks like a giant ant. Right. So they did really good. You know, truth, truth, truth time. So I saw them for the first time, probably when I was five on TBS, Turner broadcasting station down here in Atlanta, uh, Al Lewis, the original grandpa monster would host these older sci-fi horror films. And I probably caught it on a Saturday at like 12 and it just mystified me as a kid because I mean, yeah, you watch it and you're like, Oh, that's an ant. And they're like, Oh, they're giant ants. And you're like, yeah, it looks like a giant ant. That's cool. Um, (laughs) Cause I'd seen empire of the ants and I thought it looked stupid because it was, it was very clearly just like, you know, ants running around on whatever. And these people never really interact with it. Whereas this, yeah, it's like, Oh, you can see them shoot it in the antenna buckles. You can see holes pop up in its shell. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I definitely, yeah, you don't, you don't look at it and think anything else. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so again, this movie is, let me see maths. Um, <laughs> 66 years old this year. Wow. Uh, so this, this film is retired and on social security. <laughs> um, and, and it, it deserves its retirement. It really does. Um, so I will, I will ask, uh, Carolyn before I, before I weigh in, uh, do you think this movie holds up? Um, the movie itself, yes. Like I said, the um, the puppetry is probably outdated a bit. Um, Lies. <laughs> but uh, the movie itself, unlike our last podcast, 
um, you know, uh, when we talked about humanoids from the deep. Go back and re-listen to episode one if you have not. Right. That movie was incredibly hokey. Um, there's a lot of things in it that we were like, that wouldn't happen, you know, and, and it was very much, um, eighties, uh, B movie. I don't know if it was when it came out, but it is 19, now. 1980. Well, I mean, it, it was a Corman, so yeah. it was either drive-in fodder yeah. or direct to video. This though, this is a serious movie and in all reality, they did not go super heavy on the science part but it is in there it's in there and they just go you know oh it got into stuff you have you have a myrmecologist which is an actual doctor right. that studies and ants. they have a lot of which you would have in real life they have assumptions so they assume yeah. this is what happened we assume this is what happened we assume this is where you can go this is what we can do all of, they're making assumptions. I learned more about ants from this film than I did my entire education. Yeah. Um, so really, I I like the film. I think that it holds up in its seriousness. Again, it's not hokey in the movie aspect. It's maybe hokey because the, the puppetry is outdated and giant ants. But... For the most part, the the actors are good. The acting is good. The acting is which, very good. You know, I complained about in the last film and a lot of the other films we've watched. Mm -hmm. The acting is you can tell they didn't try very hard. This these are legitimate actors. They are legitimate um, actors. Which, and this is who's a, the main this is a time guy? Or do you, uh, are you well, going to cover you've that? Got later? To, we'll, we'll cover that in the next section. Okay. But so we'll cover the cast, which is but which is a pretty impressive cast. A pretty impressive cast, and they're very well yeah. acted. And of very course well at the, at this time in Hollywood too, it was, it was the contract system. So it wasn't like now where you may have an actor who does a picture for universal and then goes and does one for, for uh, 20th century Fox, AKA Disney. Oh, this um, is when the studio, this is when, this is when the, you signed a contract with the studio and the studio just put you in whatever movie they wanted to. Yeah. And you said, okay, Right. Um, and so that, that's part, that's part of it is you, you have serious actors who went on to become these renowned actors who were in, yeah. you know, these, these lower budget films. Yeah. I mean, but I, but I think that the acting still definitely holds up and really the story they is not play too bad. It serious. They're, they really do. And like I said, the, some of the science is probably, you know, some of the science we know is not accurate. Right. And that kind of stuff at the time they didn't know. Well, by the same token, this is nine years after the atomic bombs yeah. were dropped in Japan. Oh yeah. And they were still testing atomic weapons on U.S. soil. Yeah. Um so you know, I mean, and and like people would say King Kong is the American Godzilla. Um mm -hmm. And, and I think it is in, to some degree, but I feel like them is much more true to form Godzilla yeah. in that it is, it is a cautionary tale about atomics and, mm -hmm. and what, what have we opened with this Pandora's box of nuclear fission? Yeah. Now I will say there is amusing parts that they did not mean to be amusing, such as, um, there's a giant sandstorm going on and they go out to investigate and they have these 
really flimsy goggles. That I don't know that those weren't accurate though. Maybe they were degree, for the time. But it, yeah, it's um, just basically a plastic shield like with a, a string. It's like a plastic. It looks like they cut it out of the side, the side of a, a bottle or something. Yeah. And uh, but the, for all can, I know, those are accurate. You can see the actors because they are actually blowing sand about. Yeah. Um, you can see the actors' eyes are like fluttering because the sand is getting. Yeah. In well, yeah. There. I mean, that sounds um, great, but yeah. Right. And, um, so that's like a funny part because the, the goggles do not look great. Um, then the other f- kind of funny part is um, they're, they play up, or I guess they don't play up. Um, ants are drawn to sugar. So basically, that they play wherever up you bit, go yeah. to somebody's house and there's dead bodies everywhere and there's blood splattered everywhere, there'll be like a pile of sugar, like just a giant pile of sugar, like they poured it out of the sugar container. Well, the, the first one, the first one, I'll, I'll give you. We'll, we'll go ahead. So we 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 think the film kind of holds up. Maybe not necessarily in the depiction of ants because it is dated, but right. but the film holds up. I think so. It's let's so talk. Let's great, talk about but... the movie. It starts, and this film has a col- has colored titles. That's it. Everything else is black and white, but the word "them" pops up, and it is beautiful red. Oh, I forgot about on the bl- on the black and white of the desert. Yeah, um, good for them. And then, I wonder how many screens could actually show that. That that is that is kind of the other thing is they <laughs> well it, any of them because it w- it would have been a process on the film and you're just projecting the film. I don't think you need a color projector. You're just shining light through it, oh. so the negative would reveal the color. Oh, oh, huh, okay. Um, but so it starts over the desert and. There's a little girl who is wandering, and she's is that holding... the first family. I didn't know that. Yeah, that that's the, the first, first family, and she's she's in like a house coat, cute little. I mean, cute little kid, mm-hmm. pigtails. And I she's swear carrying... I've seen her in something, but I can't place her. At all, uh, maybe, and then anyway. she's she's carrying like the the broken head of a doll, very very newt ish, um, <laughs> from from aliens. Mm-hmm. Um. Her name was Sandy Desher, and she went on to, uh, she played the little girl Susan Walker um, in the 1955 holiday special, The Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, that's what I know her from. Yeah. So. Um, I knew I'd seen her before, but I couldn't place yeah. her. And she and she went on to do other, other works as well. Um, but, so it starts with that, and two police officers show up. Uh, one played by James Whitmore, who some of you may know as uh, Brooks from Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of his more f- larger parts after he had gotten older. Um, he had appeared in multiple things. I believe he's won an Academy Award. I know he's won a Tony. I mean, great actor. I love... Um, Fantastic actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and him and his partner... Uh, wait there. The little girl is picked up by an ambulance. Um, and the actor that plays the ambulance driver, um, I cannot, I, I can't think of his name. Um, but I am going to go ahead and assure you, uh, you would recognize him if you've, if you're a fan of classic cinema. Um, but what you, and while they're there, they're looking around and you find out that it's a FBI agent was on vacation with his family. Can't find the wife. Can't find the kid. Money's there. Um, 
but there's like a giant hole in the side of the trailer and mm-hmm. sugar. And there's sugar. sugar. Um, that That's what I thought was funny because yeah. I mean, they wouldn't of, have gone for that little amount of for sugar. For that little amount of sugar. It's like, yeah. And they, but they destroyed the people too and then left the pile of sugar. Right. <laughs> um, and, but, but then what, what I thought, what I like is really good is one, the sound the ants make. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. actually a combination of sounds. It's like part bird call, part frog call, and, and stuff like that that they combine together to make yeah. that noise. I don't know if it's a real noise that ants make. It's not, but they needed, they needed, because since ants communicate via. Right, right. But it. They I just mean, needed it's, something. But it's a creepy sound. And it's, it's a good, it's not normal. It's yeah, not a normal sound. But while they're, while the sound goes off, everybody's turning and like looking around and the little girl who is catatonic and is sitting on a hospital stretcher sits straight up and just stares. And then as the sound dies down, she lays back down and everybody looks. And so you're like, okay, whatever is attached to that sound, jacks this girl up. Mm-hmm. So James Whitmore and his partner go on, they're going to Pop's store because they received a call or, or something from Pop's. And when they get there, this the again, same thing, giant hole in the wall, barrels of sugar are, are like broken over and right. where something got into them. Right. Um, and then they find like a Winchester rifle with the barrel bent, like mm-hmm. at a 90 degree angle. And then they find pops in the cellar. Man's been mauled. So he leaves his partner and he's going to go back to station. James Whitmore leaves his partner. He's going to go back to the station. Um, and you hear the sound again and you, and his partner steps outside and you hear the tummy, Tommy gun go off and then you hear him scream. And of course, next scene picks up and partner's dead and they're trying to find what did it. And the FBI sends a delegate since an FBI man was killed on this. And he is actually played by James Arness. So James Arness arrives and James Arness is both is most well known as Marshall Matt Dillon from Gunsmoke. <laughs> um, he is also the original The Thing from Another Planet that Howard Hawks made, which was later um, remade as John Carpenter's The Thing, both based off John W. Campbell's book. But anyway, I just wanted to kind of give you a little bit on that so we could explain the cast. So this is not a a cast who never went on to do anything or couldn't act. Yeah. Um but along the way, they meet two different myrmecologists because they're trying to figure out what the, the, the print, the animal track they found was. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go back out in the desert with these two myrmecologists, father and daughter team. And that's the first time we actually, you actually see the ants. You see one of the ants. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty good because it just comes up over like a dune. Yeah, and like you mostly see you see the head the, is moving and the antenna the and antenna the mouth first and that yeah. kind of stuff. So that, I, so I like the reveal of it. It you know it's um, it's a good reveal. It's, it's a good, good payoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and along the way, they bring in the army and and they kind of surmise that what has happened is that because they were launching atomic weapons nearby, radioactive fallout caused these ants to mutate. Um. And so what they do is they, they basically gas the nest. Yeah. Um, Which it's cool because they go all into the whole fact that it's um, got tunnels and offshoots. Yeah. They, they accurately explain 
what that looks like and what it, what an ant's nest is back back to the science of it um and then they um they actually go into the nest which is really cool um and that's the first time you actually see one of the ants bust through something when it comes through like the dirt wall uh and they actually torch the puppet hit it yeah, with a flamethrower and like cool. set like, it afire yeah the puppet is in flames and and all that yeah. kind of stuff and you you see it you know flailing and all this and mm-hmm. then it finally drops um, and then and then of course it's you know okay well they've been able to go in they threw oof, into movie right no right two queen ants have escaped and i as a child i didn't know this queen ants can fly for a limited time mm-hmm. so they can set up nests of their own so now the search is on to find these nests and one of them in what is still to this day probably one of my favorite scenes uh, it landed, it apparently landed on an open hatchway on a ship and laid eggs. Mm-hmm. And then like the, like they're sending an SOS and a message about giant ants. And then you go to the opera and the, you see the ants like tearing apart the back and people dying. And then one of them comes busting into the radio room, like breaking through the wall and the wood and the radio operator, like shooting at it. And then you hear the scream. Yeah. And that is, that was one of my favorite scenes ever as a kid. For the grand climax of this great science fiction masterpiece, um, we see the army, full army, like jeeps, bazookas, rifle grenades, which I didn't know they had before this movie, um, but was actually a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Flamethrowers, the whole kit and caboodle, descend into the underground waterways slash sewers of L.A., which had a lot less water in them than you would expect from a sewer system. But LA is desert. So it makes sense. <laughs> um, all in all though, it as at least for a kid and me, and if you have kids and you want to start exposing them to films, I think this is a good one to start because it's not overly harrowing. I don't think um, they don't kill the kids. They don't kill the dogs. Um, so it's a little bit different than humanoids from the deep, um, but it's, it's definitely fun and it's definitely like you can watch this, I think any age and not have to worry about offending people or really kind of being like sitting in that room going, man, kids going to have nightmares now, <laughs> but, but that's just me. What do you, what do you think? Um, probably not, but you know, I guess it depends on the kid. <laughs> fair enough. That is, that is very fair. Um, what I can tell you, cause I know we've talked a lot about how, how awesome the uh, the different uh, puppets were that they that they used for this, um, and they were developed by. Um, sorry, had it just a second ago, and just <laughs> brain went away. Um, We're recording. <laughs> um, so as I was trying to tell you guys that the giant ants uh, were constructed and operated by technicians who were supervised by uh, Ralph Ayers. Um, and the, the sound the giant ants, ants make is actually a call of bird-voiced tree frogs mixed in with the calls of a wood thrush, a hooded wobbler, and red-bellied woodpecker. 
Nice. So okay. I think I think that's a it's a nice combination, similar to like the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. Right, it's a raptors, mixture of things yeah. to get any of them. All the dinosaur calls were like mix mixtures of, of existing sounds. sounds. Um, cool. So yeah, I think that's pretty neat. Uh, definitely worth holding up. I would say this film for me personally is six of six sugar cubes or buckets of popcorn uh, <laughs> using the arbitrary scale I created last week and then tailoring it a little bit with the sugar cubes for the ants. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> um, I would agree. I think this is a great film. I think, uh, like I said, maybe a little dated, but for the most part, the, the, the acting and everything pretty much holds up. There's no reason you shouldn't enjoy it still. I mean, I liked it the first time you showed me, so... Well, there, there you have it. Uh, and again, Carolyn Edwards Tucker can be found on social media under Mystic Reflections. She is an artist and creature creator. Uh, I am a writer of steampunk horror and fantasy. You can find my books on Amazon under Seth Tucker or go to my website at RadioactiveRabbitInc.com. Uh, and we are Creature Feature and you can find us on RadioactiveAir.com. Excuse me, Radioactive Rabbit Air. Dot com. And I will go ahead and tell you now that them is not currently streaming on any service, <laughs> but shockingly, uh, you can rent it through Amazon video digitally or purchase it. It is also available on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, I highly recommend you check it out at your earliest convenience. Coming now on VHS. Kind of. Or video and VHS. <laughs> kind, kind of. Um, you know, I, I take that back. I don't recommend you. I think you, as soon as you get off this podcast, you need to, to make it your life's goal to watch this movie. Um, thanks for tuning in. Join us next time when we will watch some other movie and talk about the monsters in it. I don't even know what it'll be. I don't even know. I don't even know. That's, that's how we roll. We're very loosey goosey around here. Maybe we'll watch loosey goosey. I don't even know. The mystery and the fun of this podcast is you never know that what is, you get. Right. If it's something that Carolyn won't watch, I'll have to find somebody else to watch that we will talk about. And who knows? Maybe next time we won't even like the monster. Maybe it'll be a crap monster. We don't know. We don't know. Um, but thank you very much. Creature Feature is a production of Radioactive Rabbit Air. All contents are copyright Radioactive Rabbit Air. For more information, visit us at RadioactiveRabbitAir.com. Our music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. Thank you for joining us.